And so looking at John 3.16, as our focus text again, we are familiar with this text. We are uh, comfortable with this text. We recite this text. The beautiful thing also about how this text is famous, that people will often re- will look at 316 and they'll put other things in front. People put uh, basketball and football players' names in front of 316. And the reason why is that when we think of John 316, that, that symbolizes hope. It symbolizes rescue. It symbolizes salvation. So when they put a person's name in front of it, it means like, oh, this one's our savior. This one's our hope. With this player, we're going to win. And so they may put that player's name before the three calling 16 is supposed to symbolize that this player is supposed to do something. But one thing I want to point out that those players will come and go. Those players will become injured. Those players will not last. But yet when we look at John 3:16, we find out there's something here that will forever last. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It's a beautiful thing to know that God can promise us something that's eternal. (laughs) Think about it, how this is the new year. And being new year, many people have already made up some new year's resolutions. And since they have made up some New Year's resolutions, they have already decided that last year was not a good year, so this year is going to be better. So therefore, be resolved, I'm going to do this so that 2014 will be better than 2013. But the problem is that many of those people, if not you, have made the same resolution the year before and the year before that. And each year, they get the same disappointment that they had in the previous year. Why, why is that? The reason is because many times we make a resolution that we want to embolden and make ourselves better, but we don't have the discipline or the commitment to see it through. I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to get out of debt this year. I'm going to be healthy this year. I'm going to join a community service this year. And, and we start off good, have great zeal, but it doesn't last. New Year's resolutions. Resolution means this, to have a person have a resolve or their mind settled or determined to accomplish something. For example, as losing weight, getting in shape, getting out of debt, etc. These resolutions come with the outlook of trying to do better the upcoming year. The expectation of a better New Year is based on the resolution. And the resolution may lead them to start or renew their health, their club membership, and buy exercise equipment or cut up credit cards to get out of debt or join a community service organization or to do more in the community. These all start out with great zeal and excitement. Surveys show us that they start out well, but oftentimes they come up short. Health clubs wait for people to come in in throes at the beginning of the year. They know that membership spike and revenue spike is going to be up at the beginning of the year, knowing that they won't see them after that. But they're ready for you to come in the beginning. You can go to different websites and show you that the most most resolutions are what? To lose weight, get out of debt, get in shape. These are the top ones year after year that you hear. And so think about it. If you w- look at your news, I'm sorry, look at your TV and look at the commercials, you're going to see a whole lot of them about how that this is going to get you in shape. Buy this product or you can work out in this. You know, buy my DVD, it'll get you in shape. All these different things are being promoted. But yet, 
none of them will be successful if you don't have the commitment and the discipline to complete them. But I would like to introduce to us God as our great example of how to make a choice that has e- eternal impact. Y'all catch that? And not just a one-year impact or a one-month impact or a one-day impact, as many New Year's residents are. Started out that one day. Started out that one month, but they didn't make it to that year. God's choice is a choice that we too can make and see how our life is better by choosing love and see how this one choice influenced the rest of our life. You see this in the text, how God chose love. God's choice of love was that the world to be saved. This choice sent his only begotten son to die a death for our sins. This choice shows us how much he loves us. Jesus said, what? Greater love no man knows but this, that he lay his life down for his friend. Because of this great example, we know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. The Lord's choice should influence our choice to live for him. Let's see how God's choice still blesses us today. First, let's reflect on the choice God has made was planned before the foundations of the world. Isn't that good news? That God understood the choice that he was making was for our benefit. So therefore, he, before the world was formed, he's already worked out our salvation. Before God even made man in his own image for his glory, God had the plan of salvation already prepared. The fact that God has prepared for us to be saved souls that we cannot save ourselves for God has already done the work for our salvation. Lord, have mercy. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a what? A gift of God. You know, gifts are given for God so loved the world he gave oh praise god for the gift and when he gave us this gift look what happened he allowed us to have something that will change in us for eternity that remove the termination that we had lord have mercy think, think about how you buy something from the store it has an expiration date nothing you can do can change that ex- expiration date it says best if used by such and such date or do not use after this date discard but here today i want you to understand that when you were born there is a date that you shall perish but god says i can change that he's saying that if you believe in me you shall not perish but have everlasting life Mm. to think about how this one choice of God that he loved us, that he's prepared a way out of death, out of penalty of sin through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Think about how God chose love. Look what he could have chose. He says the son did not come to condemn or to judge the world, but that the world might be saved. Showing to us that he could have said, you know what, time's up. You messed up. It's time for you to go. But no, he says, I've come. And since I've come, I did not come to judge, but I come that the world might be saved. So because of this choice of love, look what's involved in love. There's some grace involved in that. That's why we like that song, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a what? A wretch like me. Think about how he came to save a wretch like you and me. 
That he understood that we needed some time, we needed some grace, oh glory be to God, to get it right. Even the, the writer of that hymn understood that it was the grace of God that kept him while he was so enough living in sin that when he gave his life, he said, I got to write a song to tell about my story. How I was living blind and foolishly trying to satisfy my needs, but yet God has saved me. Think about how, too, we can write a song about how God's changed us because it was by his grace. Have you not been there that you thought if you did this, your life would work out? <laughs> if you prayed a little bit harder, if you had perfect attendance in church, if you joined a certain ministry, your life was going to get better. But yet you found out that your life was still in the same mess. Even though you're still doing those other things, your life was still in the same mess. And the reason why your life was still in the same mess, you were still trying to do it on your own. But if you look closely here in the text, it says that if you place your faith, hallelujah, in Jesus, that's when your life changes. And so when we stop depending on ourselves and start depending on him, then you see that choice starts to have eternal impact and things start changing in your life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only because of that whosoever, that means you or me, believeth in him shall not perish but have Eternal life, everlasting life, life with no end. And when God chose love, he introduced us to grace. And when he introduced us to grace, look what he introduced us to. He introduced us to mercy. Because it says he did not come to condemn the world. Think about when a judge finds you guilty, you're asking for what? Mercy. You, you, you know the sentence about to come. He says here, you're being on trial and the sin that you are guilty of is life. No chance for parole or probation. Life. And you know you're guilty. The, the rap sheet's before you. You know you are guilty. So he said, Judge, <laughs> that's right, but I'm looking for some mercy. Which means I'm looking for you to relent and not give me what I deserve, but give me what I do not deserve. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We understand that to miss the mark means to fall short. All of us have fallen short. The ways of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, God choosing love, introduced us to his grace, now introduced us to his mercy, that we find out that Jesus came not to condemn us, but to save us, which means he gave us the opportunity to have salvation from the penalty that we deserve. Oh, glory be to God. Isn't it good news that we serve a Lord that rather see us succeed than fail? So he made provision, y'all understand, he made provision even before you knew your own name. That you could call on his name. <laughs> so even if you don't know your own name, if you know the name of Jesus, things will change in your life. Lord, have mercy. And then God will give you a new name. He'll call you his child. He'll call you a saint. He'll make you righteous. He'll make you holy. Look what this choice of that we have. That when God chose love, he sent love. Because, you know, Jesus is love because God is love. Love is not God. God is love, which means God defines what love is. 
And so Jesus came to give us a perfect manifestation example of how we ought to love one another. When he says this greater love, no man knows than this, than a man to lay his life down for his friend, that he made it clear to us that we ought to learn how to love as Christ loved. This is this is when we find out when God chose love. Look what else he gave us. He gave us his grace. He gave us his mercy, but also he gave us liberty. Now, now, now this 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 got me excited as I was studying what liberty really is. Think liberty in the Lord is trusting him to be God and he directing your life. Now, that doesn't sound very intelligent or something I've never heard before. But listen to the simplicity of it all. Liberty in the Lord is trusting him to be God and he directing your life. This is hard in one way, for it's contrary to the world. God teaches us to love our enemies and pray for them. This is contrary to the revenge and hurtful, hurtfulness the world teaches. Jesus even teaches us to be generous to those who are not generous or loving to us. So let's go back again and look what liberty is. Liberty in the Lord is trusting him to be God and he directing our life. You say, well, I already know that good. Then when God tells you to love your enemies, are you following that their directions? Mm. See now, see, see saying it and listen to it sounds good. Yeah, I already knew that. I'm smart. That's great. I'm glad you knew that. Now we got to put it into practice. Remember, many of our New Year's resolutions fell short because lack of discipline, which means lack of practice, lack of training, lack of application to what we wanted to do. You started getting up 6 o'clock in the morning to do your workout. Then it became 6.30. Then it became 7 o'clock. And then you said, I'm going to be late to work. Lack of training, lack of discipline. Think about how we love the Lord. When we first got saved, everything was beautiful. We loved everything. Everything on TV was sin. You stopped watching TV. Then all of a sudden, you started turning the TV back on and said, what was I missing? We, we, we are fickle. We are changing. That's why we got to stay connected to God for direction. Because many times we have good intentions and we jump off some things and we go all the way out, but we're going the wrong way. You need some help. Think about it. Peter wanted to defend Jesus. He cut off the man's ear. Jesus says, it's not that time for that. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. It's time for me to go. Peter, love, knew he was the Messiah. The Messiah says the Son of Man must die. Hold up, Jesus. You can't go out like that. You got the good intentions, but that's, that's of the Lord. That's not of the Lord. That's of the devil. Get behind me, Satan. You see, many times in our lives that we have great intentions of what we want to do for God, but we're going the wrong direction. We need to listen to the Lord's directions. The Lord's directions shows us that if you choose love, then you're going to have to choose to love your enemies. You understand love is, is evolving of a choice. It's not of, of an emotion. I'm not talking about the kind of love he, she, she loves me, she loves me not. No, I'm talking about the kind of love that in respect of what you say or what you do, I'm going to love you. This kind of love that Jesus taught us, listen to us in Matthew 5th chapter. He teaches, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not rest, resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him two. 
Give to him who asks of you and do not turn away from him who wants to borrow from you. What kind of love is that? That those who are trying to persecute me, those who are trying to sue me, those who are trying to take advantage of me, I'm supposed to allow them to do so? Mm, watch out. He says he presses you to go one, you should be willing to go two. It says if he hits one cheek, you should be willing to hit the other cheek. They suing you for your shirt, you might as well give him your coat. That's not what it would. No, no, no. I'm gonna fight this. I'm gonna get me. A, I'm gonna get my super team. I'm gonna give me the bet, the dream team lawyer. I'm gonna fight this. I'm gonna get all the money that's due me. But the Bible says, "Let him have it." Lord, have mercy. Look, he he didn't end it there. He says, "Therefore, trust in the Lord with all your heart." And 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 I'm sorry. Now I jumped ahead myself. He says, "You have heard this. What I say. You should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be the sons of your father who is where." In heaven, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? Therefore, you are perfect. Therefore, be perfect as your father is perfect. I, I want to highlight something as I was reading this. I, I thank you, Holy Spirit. It says that don't the tax collectors do the same? Speaking, speaking to y'all, y'all a good example, but y'all need to encourage some other members that when they come here, stop greeting people they already know. That when it's time to fellowship, we're supposed to fellowship with everybody the same. So you see someone you do not know, go and love on them. Otherwise, we're being just like those tax collectors. And the task letter were not good folk. He said, now you act like just like those sinners, those who are untruthful, unwanted. So when people walk into the house of God, we ought to show them what love looks like. And love looks like no matter how you're dressed, no matter how you smell, no matter where you came from, I want to welcome you. I invite you to sit next to me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I will share my Bible with you. But when we don't do that, we're just acting like the world. And so why would they want to come back into this place? When the world will treat you the same way, when the church should be different, the body of Christ should be different. Why does God call us to do such actions that the world does not always promote? Well, first, we must see that the world from God's perspective, the world is sinful in need of redemption. And therefore, God sent his son to show us the way, the way, because he is the way, the life and the truth and following him will lead us to show us how to be created and be righteous, to be perfect as our Father is perfect. Jesus made it clear by saying, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Our desire is to be like our Father in heaven. And the only way is possible is through our faith in his Son and obedience to his will. Again, the choice is yours. Therefore, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Read like that proverb, am I right about it? Trust in the Lord all thine heart. But then go back again. Liberty is my trust in him. My liberty is based on me allowing God to be God. Just think about it. You are relaxed in an airplane over 3,000 miles up in the air, Trusting a pilot to get you to a destination. 
How is it you can rest peacefully in the air 3,000 miles above trusting a pilot to get you to a direction and he has no control over the storms, no control will you be able to land, no control if there's a problem underneath, but yet we have problems trusting God that controls everything. See how we have liberty when we're just trusting in him? By knowing that he can do so. Because look what happens when we trust in him. God will show you how to get where he wants you to go. And his path is through love. You want healing in your broken relations? It will take love. Love is sacrificial. Love is forgiving. Love is merciful. This kind of love was demonstrated by our God and can only be shown with us depending on God. Because we can't show God's love by ourselves. We need God to show God's love. So we have to fight against this flesh. And we have to choose love. We have to choose God. Make this your New Year's resolution. Whereas that you have been given your life to Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who came to the world of darkness as a light to bring into the world that has rejected him. Whereas you have placed your faith in Jesus, who was born of the Virgin Mary and proclaimed the gospel message, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And you responded with joy and gladness for the forgiveness of your sins. Whereas you died to your old self and now it is Christ who lives in you and he's reigning in your heart with power of the Holy Spirit with his amazing grace for you to walk in his glory in obedience so be it resolved that you are set free from the penalty of sin by the work of christ of whom you have been placed your faith in because he died on the cross for your sins and he was he has defeated death and you will never know the sting of death for on the cross his blood was poured out for the remissions of sins and by you placing your faith in him you have eternal life this is a result by God's choice to provide salvation and your response to choose to have faith in God's choice of your salvation. So will that be your resolution to choose love and find out that in this choice that I've chosen, whatever year it was when you gave your life to Christ, every year you can say I'm going to do better than the year before. Because every day is another opportunity for us to mature and to grow closer to him. Yes, you can still try to lose weight. Yes, you can still try to get out of debt. Yes, you can still try to get involved in more community organizations. But one resolution will help you to be successful in them all is will you choose God. And when you choose him, you choose love. When you choose love, you see things changing in your life. That's how we're prayer. Father, we come. Thank you, Lord, for the power of choice that we can choose Jesus.